Welcome. You are now officially locked into Persuasions of Comfort. I am your host, Nawum. If this is your first time checking me out, welcome. If you are back for the fourth time, what it do? Uh, first things first, I definitely want to go ahead and thank all of my listeners out there. Uh, thank you guys for uh, the love and support. Honestly, I gotta say, um, the love and support is 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 crazy. I was looking at the metrics on how many people actually listen to my show, and it's 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 getting up there, <laughs> which is actually pretty dope. Which means like I need to stay consistent with this, and it gives me more of an incentive to really, uh, you know, actually make and you know do my due diligence and and get it done. I got to get it done. So I definitely appreciate y'all for listening and for the love and support. And another thing I want to mention is uh, I appreciate the feedback. I've had uh, the opportunity to engage in conversation with people who have listened to my show. And they were telling me uh, how they were able to relate to uh, some of the things that I was saying in my past few episodes, and it means a lot to know that I'm not just here talking gibberish. But at the same time, there's individuals who I know and who are close to me who approve of what I'm saying and um, can relate to some of the things that I'm saying. One thing I also want to reiter- reiterate is that I'm not trying to spit anything new of course like yeah there's going to be some 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 knowledge some gems that i drop on you guys but most of the things that i talk about are all relatable topics things that we've all been going through things that we all uh probably uh experienced at some point in our life but um the whole concept of it is just reiterating things that you already know and just to hear it from your peers uh it, it, it makes it there's more meaning behind it. So um, I definitely appreciate all of the people who have uh, reached out to me. And we've had that conversation about uh, the type of impact that, you know, the, my past few episodes I've had on them. So definitely appreciate that for sure. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. So the topic of discussion for today is why setting up your environment is important to your success. Um, This is very important to me because I feel like I've actually um, been practicing this for the past couple years, uh, mainly because of all the books I've been reading and um, conversations I was having. If you haven't listened to my past episodes, I did mention that, uh, well, someone once told me that From today and five years from now, a lot of us will end up being the same person. What really makes us different are the conversations that we have and the books that we read. So that is another reason why I read a lot of books nowadays. Um, And, you know, I I like to have meaningful uh, and deep conversations uh, with people as well. So why is setting up your environment important to your success? Number one, control. We like to believe and think that we have control over what we do, which is partially true uh, because we all do have the ability to make our own decisions. But 
think about the concept of how many of those decisions that we make are influenced by external forces. Think about the number of decisions that we make a day because of the many options that we have to choose from. For example, uh, I used to spend a certain amount of time just getting ready in the morning, right? And uh, I don't do that anymore. I, I just don't have the time. I remember I was listening to a, uh, I think it was London Real. Um, I don't remember the guest that was on there, but the, he mentioned how uh, some of the world's most influencers, uh, CEOs, they just wear the same, uh, same type of articles of clothing every day. Whereas it's just like a turtleneck and black jeans or they just wear all black all the time because they don't want to waste too much time trying to figure out what they're going to wear. For example, another example that I want to provide is uh, um, just imagine that you're going out to eat and you have friends who just don't know how to pick something off the menu. And it's just like, come on, bro. You've been staring at the menu for 20 minutes. How long is it going to take you to choose something? So the, con the, the point I'm trying to make right here is that, yes, you can make your own decisions. But how many of those decisions are based off of our surroundings? How many of those decisions are based off of our, the influences that we surround ourselves with? So I kind of broke it down into uh, three different categories where you have the tough decisions, the ones that require dedication, patience, perhaps advice from someone who's been there before. You have those tempting choices that we find difficult to resist. And then the ones that we fall victim to based on uh, environmental cues or uh, our social circle or maybe perhaps social media. And I, I like this word environmental cues. So I, I looked it up uh, and it's described as environmental cues are objects in our surroundings that trigger certain thoughts and desires, causing us to behave a certain way. Again, environmental cues are objects in our surroundings that trigger certain thoughts and desires, causing us to behave in a certain way. Just imagine how you actually think you have control over your life and the decisions that you make, but majority, largely, the decisions are largely influenced by what you surround yourself with or what's around you. And the reason why I say you surround yourself with is because you still are making that decision. You still are, whether it's conscious decision or unconsciously making that decision, you still are making a choice to be influenced by some of these uh, surroundings. Um, I don't think it's a, a situation where it's wrong time, wrong place. I think you still have somewhat of, of an option or you're making a choice based on the decisions that's around you. Now, I remember I was listening to uh, Mel Robbins who I 
truly love. She's definitely dope. If you haven't heard of her or listened to her, definitely YouTube her. She's dope. She mentioned, uh, she used a term that I found that was very intriguing. She calls it decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is, is very interesting. And in my understanding, I look at it as, you know, you are conscious, you are constantly bombard with all of the decisions that you're making throughout your day to the point where your mind can no longer make any more decisions so now it's just like you know what i I just can't decide what i want to eat just choose one for me i can't decide where i want to go so why don't you go ahead and pick that is what decision fatigue um that's how i view decision fatigue Now, point number one that I want to make is that your environment impacts the decisions that you make. Whether you believe it or not, it impacts any decision that you make. Now, my mother, she's a godly woman, and she says this all the time. And uh, she says that the devil uh, tries to distract you with your biggest desires, Things that you want the most. And I believe distractions are the same. Distractions appear to us in our biggest desires, our deepest desires. And it's in our nature to be uh, distracted no matter how deep or profound our intentions are. No matter what it is, we're going to fall short because we haven't really set up our environment for success. Now just think about that. All of the decisions that we make, a lot of the decisions that we make are predicated on our environment. And it just sucks to just know that no matter what we do and how hard we try, we're just going to be distracted. So I was reading this article on um, how to jumpstart your your life dream, and they described this the reason behind this behavior for humans to be naturally distracted or have this decision fatigue they call that they call they call it uh cognitive misers now i was interested in what the word meant so i looked it up and they said that in psychology the human mind is considered to be a cognitive miser due to the tendency of people to think and solve problems Just as a miser seeks to avoid spending money, the human mind often seeks to avoid spending cognitive effort to make decisions. So in layman's terms, just to break it down a little bit, people are limited in their capacity to process information, so they take shortcuts whenever they can. Isn't that interesting? So basically what it's saying is that we value our mental processing resources so much that we try to find easier ways to navigate throughout our day. So we limit the amount of willpower it takes to make certain decisions before it runs out. And then our brain becomes overwhelmed and tired from making decisions. This is what I call decision fatigue.
So now you have this issue where we start to make decisions based on our environment. And now the more options that we have, the, the less likely we are to make the best decision for us. So eventually what happens is we fall into these bad habits. And these bad habits tend to become who we are as we go down the line. It's kind of just like, uh, I think uh, Mel Robbins also said this the best, where she says that um, it's easier to create bad habits. It's easier to, yeah, it's easier to create bad habits. Uh, No, it's easier to continue bad habits than to create good ones. And this is why she says that um, this idea of the five second rule, where if you are taking too long to make a decision, then your brain starts to kick in and say, okay, should we actually be doing this? Is this something that you really want to do? Is there another way around this? So you, you start to think about how can I get out of this situation that I'm currently in? Versus when you wake up in the morning, first thing you do is you wash your face, brush your teeth. Or when you put your shoe on, the first thing you do is you tie it unless you fancy and you got your slip ons. So naturally, we make these decisions that we don't think about. But sometimes when we take too long to make certain decisions, our brain starts to kick in and say, I don't know if this is something that we want to do. So that's Mel Robbins talking about that five second, five to eight second rule. So eventually what we end up doing is that we start to look for the path of least resistance. And that's when procrastination starts knocking at the door and he's just like, yo, what's happening? And then you start to place challenges on the shelf and say, you know what? I'm going to deal with you later. So point number one that I mentioned earlier is that decisions, your environment has an impact on the decisions that you make on a daily basis. Point number two. Now, designing your surroundings to make better decisions is the goal that we need to have. So your environment dictates what you choose to do versus what you want to do. Now you're probably asking me, okay, what is he talking about? I was reading this article on uh, how to jumpstart your life dream again. And they talk about the, the examples that they give is like, your work is too far away from your desk, causing you to procrastinate to get started. Or maybe um, your dinner plate is so huge, the area of your dinner plate is so huge that you start filling it up with more food than you can actually eat. Or let's just say you're browsing the net for something specific, but then you see something on the side that captures your attention and now you're clicking on videos and you're going down a rabbit hole. So now distractions will make it difficult for you to make the the best decision. So now environment, your environment is dictating what you choose to do Versus what you really want to do. And notice I say, notice I said that the decisions you make will make you decisions you you decide to do 
make it difficult for you to make the best decision and not the right decision because chances are let's say there's a scenario where you all you have around you are your most desirable things which constricts you from actually making the important choices that you know can help improve your lifestyle so now the question is how do you utilize your environmental cues effectively to improve your lifestyle for example healthy eating right let's say you you want to eat healthy but yet you got a bag of chips over here um, you know you're eating junk food you're you're doing this you're consuming a lot of food that you really don't need but yet you're trying to live healthy so in order to eat healthy it makes sense to remove all of those consumptions that don't help your your body remove them from your cupboard remove them from your fridge or let's talk about maybe minimizing distractions for example for me uh one of my uh i'll just i guess i'll give an example of my experience uh i don't have a tv in my room and the reason why i don't have a tv in my room is because i don't want to get distracted when it's time to go to bed I don't want anything distracting me when it's time to go to bed. And that's another reason why one of my rules uh, in inclusion to not going on social media the first uh, hour and the last hour of my day is that uh, I don't sleep with any electronics on my bed. I used to have this bad habit where when I'm hopping in bed, I have my laptop, I have my computer, I have my iPad. For what? I don't need a TV in my room. I don't need all these devices distracting me from getting some sleep. And how I came to this conclusion of creating these rules for myself is because I wanted to get more sleep. I wanted to I wanted to effectively figure out how much sleep do I need in order to be functional throughout the day. And how much sleep do I need in order to be uh, productive? I had to figure out how much sleep I needed in order to be functional and productive. I realized in order for me to be functional, I need at least six hours of sleep. In order for me to be productive, I gotta have seven. But I realized that I was being distracted every time I went to bed because I would have electronics on my bed. I would sleep with all of these electronics and I just had to stop that. I had to find a way out of that cycle. So now by telling myself that I don't have any more electronics on my bed, by not having electronics, I'm not able to go on social media the first hour and the last hour of my bed. And on top of that, I set up my environment, my room, by not having a television in there. If I wanna enjoy some sort of entertainment or watch a show, I'll watch it on my iPad. The reason why I watch it on my iPad is because the iPad is portable. I'm not limited to being in one space for a long period of time. Does that make I hope that makes sense. So that's how you minimize the distractions And then you change 
that bad habit by replacing it with another habit. And we could talk about habits on another episode. So point number one, let's recap real quick, is that your environment impacts the decisions that you make on a daily basis. Point number two, design your surroundings to make better decisions. And now point number three is changing yourself starts with optimizing your environment. For example, uh, you have toxic relationships where another topic we could talk about on another session, but you say you want to have a better lifestyle. You say you want to be more positive. You say that you want to be nicer or whatever the case may be, but yet you're stuck in this toxic relationship that's preventing you from actually moving forward. Right? That environment is so toxic that you're not able to expand yourself. Changing your environment has a bigger impact than just pure motivation. I don't think motivation is as good as everybody else puts it out to be. Because in order to be motivated, you need willpower. And willpower doesn't last. In order to have willpower, you have to have something fueling you. I think motivation is temporary. It doesn't last long because of distractions. <laughs> distractions is, is, is there to distract you. I'm So I was reading this book, side note, called uh, Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. And he talks about resistance. He talks about how the goal of distractions is to deter you from getting that work done. How many of y'all out there, you know, fall victim to distractions. I think we all, I'm just raising my hand right now. And he talks about resistance. I mentioned earlier that our mind tries to avoid making all of these difficult decisions throughout the day because we go through this decision fatigue. I have a a post-it outside my door where it says, good morning resistance. Because I want to remind myself that I am not going to take the path of least resistance. I'm going to challenge myself to be better, to want to be better, to improve. So if your environment is set up to success, you will be able to do the work. Making decisions become less of a hassle and more of a second nature, which then leads to better habits. Um, Mel um, Robbins said this the best. Oh, I don't butcher it. She said, uh, watch watch your thoughts because those thoughts become words. Watch your words because they become action. Watch your actions because they become behavior. Your behavior eventually becomes habit. And then your habit becomes character. So making these incremental steps has a greater impact on how you move forward. If you wake up in the morning and you're always running late, then... Set your clothes out the night before. That way you can just wake up, ah, ready to go, look up in the mirror. I look good. Put your clothes on and you ready to move. So the homework for you guys that I have is what is one aspect of your life that you want to improve? And how can you change your environment in order to make that goal possible?
And then on top of that, what decisions do you need to make in order to restrict yourself from getting, uh, what's the word, decision fatigued? And how do you minimize those distractions that's keeping you from making those power moves? Again, what aspects in your life are you looking to improve? How can you change your environment in order to make that goal possible? What decisions do you need to make in order to prevent yourself from getting decision fatigue? And how do you minimize those distractions that are getting in the way? And there you have it. Why setting up your whoa? Why setting up your environment is important to your success. I am your host. Till next time.